The Real Life Girl. New episodes every Monday. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Real Life Girl. I'm your host, Bianca, and I hope everyone has been having an amazing week. Um, We just had a storm down here in Florida, so we've just been very all over the place. But other than that, things have been really good. And just I've been thinking about life, how I've been really enjoying my life recently. And it's been really refreshing to be able to just take a step back during this storm and really reflect on where my life has been in the past six, seven months. Um, I started this podcast almost a year ago, last December, and it's about November. So it's made me think of all the growth that I have experienced on social media and all my platforms um, and just how much I really moved and pushed myself. I just didn't want to stay stagnant, um, especially if I really wanted to become successful on social media and in business. Going back to the topic of just being stagnant and not really wanting to push myself um, out of my comfort zone, I've really thought of a lot of the goals that I've began to achieve in myself and just how proud I am of myself. And for some reason, that really made me think of the topic of singleness, which is I cover that topic in so many episodes um, that I'll link down below that you can listen to specifically how to get over a breakup, how to not lose yourself in a relationship, and so many more. And I've thought of how refreshing it feels to not only just survive, but thrive in your season of singleness. And singleness is such an exciting season. I joked with my sister the other day who asked me if I like had a boyfriend, if I was talking to anyone and I was like, actually, no, I've never been this single before. And I say it as a bad thing, but it is really refreshing to know that I'm getting to know myself, what I like to do and just making a move during the entire process. My biggest fear leaving my season of singleness someday, God willing, is that I never want to be in a marriage with someone and think to myself that I never worked on myself in my singleness, that I was just that hopeless, that I never thought I would get to a place where I'd have to work on myself in order to be in a relationship. So this week, I'm yet again diving into the topic of singleness. And are we even surprised? Like, I don't think anyone is like, ooh, shocker. And I'm also going to be talking about being productive in that season because it's so important to not only survive, but thrive in your season of singleness. When you're single, the most daunting and intimidating thing to ever think of is I'm never going to get married, I'm never going to get a boyfriend, and I'm never going to be in a relationship. And that's a very dark and dangerous path to go about. For me, it's led to so much anxiety, just anxious and negative thoughts and negative thinking, just never thinking that you know, someone will never love me. Like That is a true fear that I honestly still have. And it, you know, it's overthinking. It's a product of overthinking. And my first question is, what are you filling your mind with? If you are constantly surrounding yourself with girlfriends who are, you know, only talking about guys or only talking about breakups and only talking about a guy that treated them wrong and they don't really talk about anything else, like what you feed is what you receive. So if you have someone, someone's that are around you that are just constantly talking about a subject, it's going to affect your thinking. Next thing you know, that's the only thing you're thinking of. And then 
you reflect on your life as a bad thing being like, man, I've never been in a relationship or no guy has ever taken me seriously. Every guy in my life has always dumped me, has always ghosted me. Like it leads to a very dangerous path. It makes me think back to a time in middle school where all my girlfriends would ever talk about were boys that they liked, boys that they thought were cute, which is understandable. Like you're a teenage girl and that's like the one thing that is on your mind. But when it got to a point where like all my friends would just host a pity party of like, this guy doesn't like me and, you know, I've, I wear all the things he likes and I do my hair a certain way to make him like me. And it just became so negative. I was like, hold on, pause. Can we like talk about something else? Like there's so many more things um, to go about this. And I understand like we were just so young. But now that I've gotten older, I realize it's a sense of reality. Like you begin to know that life is so much more than a guy that didn't like you back. Like you can be looking for a job. You can be getting through high school quicker, graduating earlier, getting things that you never thought you would get to. It's like it's not the only thing that's on my radar anymore because I'm older, because I've had more friends who are focusing on other things, who are building their own businesses and like literally just living their lives. And like, you know, if that thing does occur to them, like, you know, they just they don't really dwell on that so much. And when I began to surround myself with friends who weren't all about guys, who weren't all about, you know, the hottest guy in school, what is he doing and checking his Instagram story? Like it was so refreshing to see females that I looked up to who inspired me me to focus on other things in their lives like a guy wasn't the most important priority to them I can fully and confidently say that filling my mind with worship and scripture has been so so nice to me and has changed my thinking so much there was a time in my life where singleness was nothing but a prison sentence I've always been the friend that was like single in the friend group like all my friends would have boyfriends and you know introducing their guys to their parents and like whatever else it was and like I was just single like all the time and like the times just it never matched up um and so writing words writing affirmations and bible verses which I'm so big on is words of affirmation on my windows on my mirrors on my desk like in my laptop like that is so helpful because it not only encourages me but it's also filling my mind with something positive i know that the plan that god has for me may not rely on marriage because let's be real god doesn't promise marriage to everybody and that's not something that you should be afraid of because know that if the lord doesn't fulfill one desire that you have know that his plan is far greater than you could have ever imagined. And I'm at a place where if God doesn't give me a boyfriend, if he never gives me marriage, if he never gives me children, motherhood, I'm okay. Like I'm good. I, you know, I am a okay because I know that he knows what he's doing. Like God is not a playful God. He's not unintentional. He knows what his plan is for your life and he will make sure that you're prepared and that you have the resources and equipment to face his plan for your life. Having godly friends, listening to good books, listening to podcasts have really helped me to feed my soul because I know that me hanging out with my girlfriends is going to feed my soul. It's good for my heart. 
Same thing with me reading Bible verses, with me reading my Bible before my phone. I know that that's going to give me some kind of benefit in my life. So when I was intentional about my time, what I was filling my mind with, what I was letting enter in my mind and influence my thoughts, it did change my perspective greatly and drastically in my singleness because I no longer viewed it as a prison sentence that I was trying to survive. It was a joyful season of life that I was beginning to thrive in. Let's move on to number two, because I have a funny story to pair with this. Um, I think accountability is a huge, huge thing that you really need in singleness. And I'm going to take all you guys back to my sophomore year of high school. Um, This was probably about a year ago. And I had the biggest crush on one of my guy friends. And all my friends knew, like, you know, it was just something everyone knew. And I just could not stop crushing on him. Like he was all I was thinking about. He was just felt like he was literally like my world. Um, And so I told my friend, I was like, girl, I cannot keep crushing on this guy. Like this is unhealthy. This is just not who I am. This is not what I'm meant to do. I need your help. So she's like, what exactly do you want me to do? And I said, I think I stare at him a lot, so I'm going to need you to snap me out of it. If you see me staring at him, if you see me wanting to go up to him, just literally being mesmerized by him, I need you to stop me right then and there and slap me if you have to. Like, that was the accountability that I wanted. And so that's what she did for, like, the next two months. She really was just like, Bianca, who are you staring at? Hmm? Like, I wow. And the accountability, it sounds dumb, but it really did help me to just not go goo goo gaga over some guy. And it leads me to better things. I remember when I started meeting with my Bible study group and just like meeting at coffee shops and meeting during lunch and like whatever it was, it really did help me to build community with people my age that also had the same issues. Um, Any of my Christian gals, If you've ever liked or had a crush on a non-believer, which is something I really want the church to talk more about and I will talk more about because I am a part of the church and that is my job. Um, If you've ever had a crush on a non-believer, it's so painful and it's like one of the worst things I've ever gone through multiple times. And um, thankfully, in Jesus' name, um, the Lord was faithful and broke that cycle um, in my life. But it was something that I went through. And when I joined this Bible study group, I met um, my now mentor and very good friend who was literally going through the exact same thing as me. And it was the hardest thing. And so her and I were just able to like coach each other and like give each other like really good tips and also accountability you know we would facetime each other and be like hey so how has that situation been going what have you been doing to heal your heart and feed your soul and um you know what's been a good source of your time during this rough patch and just having that accountability in a bible study group in friends um even in church which i am in between churches right now And so um, when I was at my old church, it was just so helpful to have a pastor and his wife um, who were just so like welcoming and loving and was just like, hey, like, you know, we're doing something next Sunday. Like, we want you to come and like, we want you to just enjoy fellowship and to literally be a part of our church because you are our family. Like, we want to, you know, get you more involved in just everything, like literally just like having that on top of my Bible study group, on top of my godly friends, 
that was so helpful. Um, And one of the things I'm really passionate about is therapy. Like, I don't think therapy is just for people who have quote unquote issues, which is everyone, like everyone has issues. Um, You could be a perfectly healthy person mentally and like literally still go to therapy. Um, I started going to therapy because I really suffered from depression, which has Jesus has broke um, my chains. Uh, but I do still struggle with anxiety and anxious thoughts. And so uh, having a counselor and just someone that I meet with on a weekly basis to just go over certain things and to give me coping strategies and coping mechanisms um, and just really helping me to heal and thrive through past trauma, through uh, past decisions and mistakes, like that is so helpful. And I think that's really all I have to say on the accountability realm but it doesn't have to look the way that my accountability system looks like. Like if you rely on your dog to keep you accountable and that keeps you accountable, like it's whatever works for you. Don't think that you have to have, you know, a therapist. Don't think that you have to have, you know, an accountability in whatever stream I have accountability in. It's really catered to you and it's what works for you. The goal is to have that accountability because that is what's going to keep you on a good path. Um, And sometimes self-discipline isn't enough. Sometimes you need people who love you enough to guide you on the right path. Um, I know that's been such a help in harder seasons in my life. And thank the Lord for accountability because it's such an incredible gift. After some time of gaining accountability and getting opinions from other friends when they were single or just how anybody thinks of seasons of singleness, it really encouraged me to look at my heart and do a self-investigation on my heart because I really did have a bad heart posture toward the topic of singleness. Um, Like I said, I've always been the single friend and I've always treated it like a prison sentence. And I want to encourage you to ask yourself what your heart posture is towards certain things. Are you just dreading the fact that you are single or are you scared to be single? Like, I think those are huge things to question yourself on because if you change your heart posture, you're able to ask yourself why you think those things. And I got to a point where I was like, why do I think singleness is a prison sentence? Like, why? And I was able to just go to the root cause. Like I had seen so many misrepresentations of love growing up um, in my biological parents and in my family. Like it was just the hardest thing. And I looked at those things and was like, that's what love is. And I was so wrong. Like, you know, I didn't know the Lord. I didn't know truly what love was. Also because like you're young, like little things happen in your life and you're just like, oh yeah, that's how it is. Like, I could say that about, like, pornography, for example. Like, if you watch pornography, many say it's not how it is in real life. Like, that's not a correct or accurate representation of sex. And it is the truth. Like, it's not. Um, And so when I was able to just question my heart posture and go back to the root of why am I thinking this? Why do I think singleness is dreadful? Why do I not like being single? Why am I jealous of my friends who are in a relationship? Why is this something that I covet and that I want so bad? And truth is, I was just lonely. Like, I really didn't like being alone with myself. I really didn't like um, thinking that no one could love me. And I really wanted that true uh, compassion and that true 
companionship from other people. And the fact that I didn't have that in a romantic way just drove me crazy. Um, And once I questioned that, I was able to really rely on Jesus because truth is, when I stopped trying to make a relationship happen for myself in my own timing, because I was like 15, I was like, yeah, I'm old enough to have a boyfriend and I'm old enough to go on a date. Like, I was a baby. (laughs) Like, I was a baby. And 15 is not young, but, you know, it's like it's a cross between young and growing up. So I was just really, really tired of being single and I thought this is the time and whatever. So when I really surrendered my timeline to the Lord, I saw that everything just kind of worked itself out. And I don't know if that's crazy, but just letting God do his thing because it's his job to move. It's my job to pray. And when I was just praying about those things, and to this day, I still pray for my future husband if I have one, you know what I mean? And that's a scary thought to think, but like, you know, I, I'm i faithful that the Lord um, will supply that desire. And if he doesn't, I'm good. But it was really, I needed to become closer to him. And once I was able to strengthen that relationship, I didn't have that empty feeling of, I want someone to desire me and I want someone to love me. Like, I really just was like, I'm good. Like, I'm content and I'm happy in my singleness. And it brought me to a really, really healthy place. Another tip that really helped me tremendously was having a strong prayer life. Um, I once heard this quote that said, pray every time your phone vibrates. And that is astonishing. Like, I think that that's how we need to pray because we need to pray. Our job is to pray and it's God's job to move. You know, I think not praying is like you want your situation to change, but like you're not doing anything in your power to change it. Like, I really find it weird how people are like, can I, you know, can you pray for me? Like, um, I'm really going through a hard time. Like, can you pray for me? And I'll pray for people, but they don't pray for themselves. It's kind of like, help me help you. Like, pray for yourself and ask people to pray for you. You know what I mean? Like, I really was not living my prayer life to its fullest extent. And I learned to ask God for specific prayers, not God, give me a six foot 10 hunky guy. It was more of God, please uproot the evil in my heart. God, please help me not to show partiality to others. God, please help me to love others like you love me. Help me to love others like you love them. It was compassionate prayers. It was sympathetic and Um, prayers that had empathy in them that really did help me to get out of my own perspective and my own head and put myself in the shoes of others and to see them through the eyes of Jesus like that. I don't know if that makes sense, but it was so helpful and refreshing to put myself in a different pivotal point. Um, And it made my prayer life stronger. Like now, like I talk to the Lord, like he's my best friend because he is. I'm not like, Lord, like, you know, like, I just, I have such a different prayer life. Like who I was a year ago, like I'm such a different person because of my prayer life. And because I've been able to just say, see to myself, like you can rely on the Lord. Like the Lord knows you, the Lord knows your hearts. Like the Lord knows the kind of prayer that you want to pray. The Lord knows to heal something in your heart that you can't explain. Like, and that is the kind of intimacy that I wanted in my own prayer life. And I strengthened it. And that's something that I would never 
you know, take back or take for granted because strengthening my prayer life ultimately led me to a deeper relationship with God. On the topic of putting myself in the situation and shoes of others, it made me think back to Jesus's time on earth because like Jesus didn't have a wife. Like Jesus was not in a relationship. And truth is Jesus was lonely. Like he was a perfect man and like all these other people, like yes, he had his disciples and he had his um parents, his earthly parents and his siblings, but like truly it was just him the Father and the Holy Spirit, like, and that is probably a lonely world, not having the support of other people, and the truth is, is that he was very misunderstood and so, so lonely, and it makes me think back to God's will. It was not in God's will for Jesus to be in a relationship. It wasn't in God's will for Jesus to be married. He had bigger fish to fry, And that's why I'm so confident and content in my season of singleness now. I know that if the Lord doesn't give me a relationship, I'm good. If he doesn't give me marriage, I'm good. I know he has a better plan for my life. And if he does fulfill those desires, awesome. That's great. But if he doesn't, he is still good. And that's a truth that I want to thrive on. I don't want to thrive on my own truth. I don't want to survive on my own truth. I want to fully, fully trust and thrive and survive in Jesus's truth. And that's why I think that not staying still in your singleness is so helpful. Like if you're continuously moving and continuously trying to be proactive and become the best version of yourself every single day, married or not, relationship or not, engagement or not, ring or not, like that is truly what says so much about you. And it really does contribute to your heart and soul. I really hope you guys related and enjoyed this episode. Um, I definitely felt like this was a more low-key episode and we were just able to chat and catch up. Um, And it's been so refreshing to be able to just chat with you guys weekly. It's such a privilege. And I appreciate every listen, every stream, every download because you guys are just truly encouraging me every day. I've linked all my social medias in the show notes so that we can connect and be friends. And I hope to see you guys soon. Bye.